You do? Look who's down here. Oh, hey. Hey, creepy doll. I didn't miss you. Say hi. She waves. We're going to throw up and run away. All of a sudden, burning the house light. down. <laughs> <laughs> I did turn her on. She works. Oh, good. Oh, good. I'm glad I, she. I sent Chris the video and he goes, ew. <laughs> I was like, I like her. <laughs> This doll has haunted my life for years. It's now in my home. <laughs> I need it. I need it. For those of you who don't know, Amanda. Well, let's, should we start the episode? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Let's. What is, what are we on? It's been so long. What's up? It's the first time recording in a long time. I don't remember how to do this. It's episode 102 of I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Christina. That's Amanda. And we're back. Hey, no, it's not your turn yet. Um, I've missed Fuck you. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> no, it's not your turn yet. Um, <laughs> Try that again. I'm gonna come through the screen, punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> I will grab you by the ankle and drag you down the stairs. <laughs> and what if I'm not near stairs? I will find them. <laughs> I'm going to throttle you. <laughs> We're aggressive. So up? It's been a while. Life has been busy. How- Still's busy, but it's we managed. Busy, but we, we were like, hey, we should probably start recording again or we're never going to start. So Right. Here we are. Hey. Hey. That's it. We're new. Okay, stop saying hi. Stop it. (laughs) Um, I sold my house, or we sold our house. Didn't even list it, and it was just, hey, bye. Um, and we're moving to Ohio. Ohio. I don't even know what the state song is for Ohio. You know what? I don't even know what the state song is for Minnesota. Is there a state song for Minnesota? I think so. I didn't know a state song was a thing. I didn't either, but I think there is such a thing. I could be totally making that up. So if I am... Stop touching your microphone as we're recording. (laughs) I can hear it on this side. Going like this. Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Whoa. Let someone else tell us, tell you what to do. Oh, no. I hit hit my cord. You're okay. You're here. Hey, take take a look at this janky-ass... Setup I got going. Boom. Oh, tape. Packing tape. Boom. Packing tape. Suck my dick. <laughs> Saved it. Much cheaper than new microphone or headphones. <laughs> Does it work as well? No. <laughs> How has your weeks off been? My weeks off have not been off, but they've been off of this. Don't yes. They've been kind of crazy. <laughs> um, like, I... I'm hitting a point of burnout. So like the last couple weeks, I've had two days where I had migraines so bad that I was ralphing and sent home. Uh, um, so we're going to have to start setting boundaries again to what I say is okay to work because <laughs> apparently it's too much what I'm doing now. <laughs> apparently but, my boundaries that I have set are not working. Well... It's just me and my damn heart, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to get it so I can hear because mm. my headphone has to be at a certain thing. So I'm like, you don't know the angle. <laughs> just like, flicking she's just the over bean here, over just here. flicking the bean, trying to get it. 
Um, but I mean, not terrible. I was sick for part of it. I worked. I went to Del- the Dells, so that was cool. Fun. Yeah, you were sending um, me pictures of creepy dolls and shit. Ooh, I got so many. And there's a whole. I took a bunch of pictures of like the the camera room so it's a bunch of vintage cameras and shit like oh, all cool. different sorts and i was like christina would like this and so i took pictures of the cameras because <laughs> i only had like 10 percent battery left and i'm like i need to get what i can i'm just gonna photograph everything <laughs> how have you been i've been good um i went and visited my niece and my brother for a week she's amazing and adorable and i love her and then I've just been working and getting ready for the garage sale that we just had where Amanda bought a bunch of stuff from us. A bunch of my grandma's old stuff because Amanda's a grandma at heart. I am, okay. It's a I good, am. She bought a creepy doll that's now set up in her office. She just yep. turns the camera a little bit. I can see it looking at me. I I would do it, but I, I don't want to make noises. Wanna, she doesn't want to make noises, but... uh uh it's been in our house for 10 years and every time i walk by it i want to punch it in the face and now it's not in our house anymore so i'm not Mm -hmm. mad about it um yeah i haven't quite set her up yet to where i want her but i brought her in here and i plugged her in she still lights up and moves so oh that's creepy (laughs) mando Mando (laughs) posted on the instagram or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's our that's our our hiatus was not relaxing for either of us so <laughs> we're like oh first day of not having something to do all fucking day let's record let's record so I, i'm like i stayed up last night to research as well as i could and here we are i re- researched mine the last time we recorded because we were going to do two shows mm-hmm. and uh, i haven't looked at it since so i don't remember what it is great watch us have the same thing so the one when we come back we both re- researched the same thing and we're done fuck. fucked fuck man <laughs> shit all right shall we should we start because probably I, let's start let's do it let's fucking let's stop talking and do it let's do hey, it hey you're first i'm i got stuck on let's do it and i couldn't stop saying it <laughs> do it do it come on do, do it. it do it do it do it now do it good Lick it now, no. lick it good. No. Lick that pussy just like you should. No. My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my crack. I'm Ugh. leaving that in. Hashtag not bill approved. <laughs> Hashtag, I listen to that song at the gym and then randomly I'll be like, oh, this is so inappropriate and there's I don't people around me. like it. There's grandparents in here right now. <laughs> well, that's on our road trip playlist. So I'll be working at my professional office and have my headphones in and it'll come on and I'll be like bopping and all of a sudden I'll tune into what it's saying. And I'm like, okay, we're going to turn this. <laughs> Whoops. What if my uh, wireless headphones disconnected and it just started blaring out of my phone? <laughs> that's when when people like freak out about the WAP song. I know. I'm like, guys, it's been happening for ages. It's, it's fine everybody's fine just don't listen to it if you don't like it all right i want you to park your big mac truck right in this little garage (laughs) (laughs) okay that dangly thing that's swinging the back of my throat (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) so i'm going to tell you about the questionable death of rebecca zhao 
It's not the same as mine. Okay. Show. 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 Okay, by the way, guys, I have an issue going on with my mouth. No blowjob jokes. And if I'm... Yeah, she does. (laughs) If I'm slurring my words or I sound like I'm talking funny, it's because I am. So suck my dick, okay? Um... I don't know why that's my default, but yeah. You're just, you're, you're very like pre-aggressive, you know, (laughs) like before anybody says anything or mentions anything, you're like, well, fuck you. I don't care. (laughs) Fuck you. I don't care. I just want to get that out there that you can comment, but I don't fucking care. So (laughs) I can't do anything about it. You want us to take another three weeks off? (laughs) There's nothing I could do about it. (laughs) Okay. So Rebecca Zow was born March 15th, 1979 in, uh, the Falam Chin State, a town um, in the Chin Hills of northwestern Burma. Okay. Okay. Uh, she lived in Nepal and Germany and then moved to the U.S. about 10 years before her death. Uh, and Zhao's parents and most family members live in St. Joseph, Missouri. So in August of 2009, Zhao was arrested for shoplifting after stealing $1,000 worth of jewelry from Macy's in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, she pled guilty. So in 2002, she married then 36-year-old nursing student Neil Nalipa of Scottsdale, Arizona, and they divorced in February of 2001, and then she worked as an ophthalmic technician and then quit in December of 2010. So that's just getting her to what she was working at. In 2008, she began dating Jonah Shackney. She was still married, but they were working on being divorced, so the divorce was finalized in 2011, but in 2008... She started dating Jonah Shackney or Shackney. It's S-H-A-C-K-N-A-I. I'd say Shackney. Yeah. Uh, the CEO of Med- Medici's Medics. No, it's Medici's Pharmaceutical. Or His position at Medici's made him the ninth highest paid CEO in Arizona, earning $6.4 million in 2010. Oh, he fancy. He highfalutin. He highfalutin. And she upgraded. <laughs> He had two previous marriages. His first marriage was to Kimberly James and resulted in a divorce in a three-year custody fight uh, over the couple's two children. He had a son, Maxfield Aaron Max Shackney, with his second wife, uh, Dina Romano. It's a Uh, lot of names. I know. On July 11th, 2011, uh, Rebecca Zhao, Max, and Zhao's teenage sister, Zena, were at the mansion, their mansion in Coronado, California, um, which Shackney used as a summer estate. So Rebecca and her sister were like watching Max, uh, Jonah's son. At some point during that day, Max fell face first over a second floor banister. Oh, I know this story. Okay. It just, I just like connected the dots in my head. He suffered injuries to his spinal cord and facial bones, uh, the former of which affected his heart rate and breathing. Zhao said she was in the bathroom at the time, and she found Max moments later, and Zena called 911. Max was not breathing and unresponsive and was taken to a Rady Children's Hospital. He died on July 16th due to brain damage caused by oxygen deprivation resulting from his injuries. Poor thing. On July 26th, investigators ruled... Investigators ruled the boy's death as an accident, speculating that he somehow tripped. However, a trauma doctor who examined Max prior to his death and autopsy stated to police that he did not believe the injuries from his fall were consistent with cardiac arrest and brain swelling experienced by him, suggesting that Max may have suffocated prior to his fall. Interesting. Okay. So on July 12th, before Max died, 
uh, Zhao dropped off Zena at the airport for her flight back to Missouri and then picked up Shackney's brother, Adam, who had just arrived on a flight from Memphis, Tennessee, because hearing about Max, he flew in. Okay. Zhao, Shackney, and Adam ate dinner with a friend named Howard that evening, and then Zhao and Adam returned to the mansion while Jonah went back to Max's bedside because he was still in the hospital at this point. Right. Um, and Dina Romano, Max's mother, was still at the hospital as well. Uh, they were, there were reports of loud. So Jonah and Dina were both staying at the Ronald McDonald house, which was connected to the hospital while their son was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. There were reports of loud music coming from the mansion later that night. But on the morning of July 13th at a roughly 6:45 AM, Adam stated that he found Zhao's nude body hanging from a balcony with her wrists and ankles bound and her hands behind her back. Uh-uh. Uh, Zhao was gagged with a blue long sleeve t-shirt wrapped around her head and the sleeves double knotted and stuffed into her mouth. There was also what appeared to be tape residue on the tags on her legs. I mean, uh, Adam called 911 at 648 AM, then sent a text message to his brother to inform him of the news. He cut down Zhao's body before the police arrived. Medics attempted to revive her, but pronounced her dead at the scene. Okay. Police initiated a forensic and toxicology testing on her body as part of an autopsy to determine the cause of her death. And speculations of foul play began early on in the case. However, investigators were unable to find any other DNA at the scene besides Zhao's, which is weird because Adam cut her down. So Adam should have. Oh, right. On yeah. Second, the San Diego County Sheriff's Department formally announced their findings that Zhao committed suicide. She bound herself, That's gagged herself, and then hung herself. Threw herself over the balcony, yeah. hanging herself from the balcony. Yeah, nope. She didn't, but uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so both of their deaths drew intense public and media scrutiny. On July 14th, um, the pharmaceutical company that Chackney owned had its sharpest one-day decline in stock price since the beginning um news of the investigations received internal international coverage in various countries including brazil new zealand finland spain and the uk throughout july and august and in early september various forbes writers including true crime writer kathy scott and lawyer victoria pishnan expressed doubts about the investigators conclusions uh they described the ruling as an embarrassing public blunder um Family members and people close to Zhao expressed doubt that she committed suicide. Her younger sister insisted that Becky did not commit suicide. Her, my sister was murdered. Her former trainer also stated that she was always happy, always smiling when she came in. That doesn't mean that people aren't depressed. Right. But uh, family members disputed police characterizations of Zhao as depressed, describing her instead as a happy person. Um, they stated that Zhao believed as a Christian that suicide was wrong. After the suicide ruling, um, her ex-husband was quoted as stating, I would not believe Rebecca would commit suicide. It is very out of character for her. Yeah, everybody's just saying that it's like a fundamental foundation that she would not have because she was not, she was opposed to that as an option. The sheriff that responded stated that, and who investigated the death stated of the family's reluctance to accept the suicide ruling his is quoted to have said we laid out the case extensively to them in missouri to answer their questions and it's unfortunate they can't accept the results okay so on september 7th the family launched the website justiceforrebecca.org seeking donations to fund their own investigation into Zhao's death the site states it was obvious that sheriff's department had worked too hard to paint this picture of suicide 
and they were not about to let the Zows ruin it. Uh, in late September, they continued to demand that the case be reopened. Uh, on September 20th, 2011, uh, Jonah Shackney wrote a letter to the California Attorney General uh, Kamala Harris uh, mm. requesting a state review of the investigation. Uh, he did not himself believe that the findings of the investigation were incorrect, but he said he hoped to a review would bring confidence, comfort, and resolution Fair. to the others close to Zhao. However, uh, they stated that we must not we must decline your invitation to review the investigation at this time. Okay. Uh, they the family members appeared on NBC's Today and show and called for a complete independent investigation by the attor- state attorney general's office. They also hired a Seattle attorney who des- derided the medical examiner's conclusion, stating this would be the first case in the history of the world that a woman killed herself like this. It's ridiculous in the on the face of it. I just I... don't understand how they can have her legs bound, her arms bound behind her back, and have stuff shoved in her mouth with tape residue on her legs, and then throw herself off the balcony. It just... Yeah, but then you like... I mean, at the same time, you think about who was it? There was somebody in prison that killed themselves and they like basically stuffed like fabric into their mouth, cut their wrists, but also made like a thing underneath them and hung themselves after they cut their wrists so that it would hold the blood and it wouldn't alarm any of the guards. So he would for sure bleed out. Oh, was that? That wasn't Henry Lee Lucas, was it? I don't think so, but it was it was somebody. But I mean... Some, one of those weird creepy ones yeah some somebody did something like that so i mean and that's like a dude that's an overkill but he was just like i just want to be sure that it is done mm-hmm. and there's no going back from it i mean i don't i just don't know how it's possible for her to do that and then climb over and throw herself over the balcony right they also implied that uh and I used his wealth and profile to improperly influence the investigation Um, They were sent a cease and desist letter uh, warning that certain statements of theirs constituted defamation as well as being highly insensitive on a human level and contributing to the harsh and unkind glare of national media frenzy. Uh, Shackney hired public relations and a law firm to represent them the week after Zhao's death. In response to media inquiries, uh, they stated that he had hired the firm to handle his large volume of incoming calls in the days after the death to give him time to grieve and make arrangements for the funerals. The executives later held discussions with journalists whom they believed had made errors in their reporting on the case. Uh, Zhao's family disputed this finding and filed a $10 million wrongful death lawsuit against Jonah Shackney's brother, Adam. The okay. jury in that trial, the civil trial, found Adam responsible for Zhao's death and granted her family a $5 million judgment for the loss of love and companionship, as well as an additional 167000 for the loss of financial support Zhao would have provided her mother and siblings. So I'm always like, not confused, but like flabbergasted at cases where like criminal court finds it one way and then they can go to civil court and they're just mm-hmm. like, well, actually we think that you're guilty of it. So you're going to pay You know up. what I mean? Yeah. I, every time I hear it, I'm like, but how do they not then look at the criminal case and be like, <laughs> shouldn't we look at this a little closer? Mm-hmm. So, but in February of 2019, uh, Shackney appealed the judgment with the defense, arguing procedural errors in juror misconduct prior to final judgments 
uh, final arguments being presented to the judge, Shackney's insurance company and the Zhao family reached a settlement of $600,000, resulting in the civil case being dismissed with prejudice and vacating the original $5 million judgment. And to this day, it is still marked as a suicide. Her family still does not believe it, but they have done nothing else in regards to it. Yeah, nothing else has come of it. Huh. But it's just weird to me that it looks like Max's death was suspicious and then Rebecca's death was suspicious. Well, and I know that um, because I've like seen little bits and pieces about this, that there are like the rumor mill of they thought that she was responsible for Max's death and then it was like a revenge killing revenge killing yeah um but wasn't i thought there was something about like i might be making this up something about like she not that she had been sexually assaulted but there was like she was naked yeah there was like signs of a, an attempt of sexual assault i don't know if there was like bruising or something i can't remember but it's it's just ludicrous <clears throat> i mean i guess it I could be possible but it's just ludicrous to me that someone who was going to kill themselves would get naked, tie their arms, tie their legs, wrap a rope around their neck, stuff fabric in their mouth, then tie their arms behind their back somehow, and then jump off a balcony. Not to mention, like, taping their legs and then untaking it off and then then binding their legs together. Right. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was It was sus- it's sus. <laughs> sus. I'm learning all about the uh, lingo of today. <laughs> sus. Sus. Uh, do you ever watch? You watch Brandon Ferris, right? Yes. <laughs> His one video was. I love him. Our seven year old called me sus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he just talked about how, how, why, Excuse why me? is this a thing? <laughs> Well, anyone, I'm like us. It's her. So for us, it's that. What we, I would say it's soups, suspicious. <laughs> soups, soups, suspicious. As in, instead of just saying super suspicious, that's soups, suspicious. <laughs> for suspicious, that's a lot, a lot of word to say. That soups is suspicious. Easier. Mm-hmm. Sus. This is sus. It's so sus. Oh, fucking no. All right. Okay, well, we that's my stop. story. And I'm sticking to it. So <laughs> what's your story? Oh, shit, son. Hold on. Let me pull her up. Usually you we take a pee, pee break. But you want to pee? Well, I mean, I could pee again. I could pee. Do you want to take a pee break? Let's take Probably, a Probably, so I don't have to in the middle of my story. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. High Come. five. Got him. <laughs> Got him. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to tell you about Brett Ryan, a.k.a. the fake beard bandit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he also has another name, but I'm not going to say it because then it kind of makes the story less exciting. So, because it kind of tells the story. Oh. Um. So in 2000... And it's a uh, spoiler. Kind of, yeah. I mean, just because I find it... The buildup is much more exciting than just saying the name. Yeah. Okay. 
So in 2007, Brett Ryan was 26 and he lived in, in, I want to say Ontario, but it's Toronto for whatever reason. Every time I see Toronto, my brain says Ontario. Well, Toronto's in Ontario. I know, but I mean, like, that's probably why though, that you want to say. Right. But I mean, it's like, I look at the word, I see the word, (laughs) but I say Ontario. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, Canada. Um, he was a volunteer at children's hospitals and little leagues. He was kind of like a community person, uh, seemed very smiley and positive and just kind of seemed together as a mid twenties ish guy. So he would be a pillar of the community. No, (laughs) no, not in the least. He was not a leader of any sort. He just (laughs) volunteered around the community. Yeah, but he was well known. He wasn't, like, well-known. He was just a guy that helped out around the community. I mean, it's hard to explain. He's only, I mean, he's only 26. So it's not like he's had the time, really, to build up any sort of a reputation, I guess. Anyway, so this this was all well and good. But, um, Brett, I'm ignoring you because you're trying to throw me off because I see you keep looking back and forth at you and me. And you and me, are you paying attention to see if I'm doing the floppy lip? No. Okay, sorry. You're not sorry. You're not. Just stop saying sorry. Floppy, 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 floppy. That was very mean. Well, is it untrue? You're not sorry. Just stop (laughs) saying sorry. Fine, I will. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just saying. You did it for like 30 seconds. I'm like, mm. You were enjoying it. You're not sorry. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Brett was struggling behind the scenes financially. Um, Yeah. He had dropped out of college because he was basically failing out. So he dropped out. Um, he had racked up about $60,000 in debt. Uh, and after that, he had to move back into his parents' house in order to try to pay it down. When he went to, like, this prestigious school where all of his friends, like, graduated and started their big careers and did all this stuff. So then he just kind of felt like he was getting left in the dust, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, the only job he seemed to be able to find was, like, a part-time house painter job. So he was not doing great. So he was barely keeping his head above water, let alone paying down his debt that he owed. Right. Um, On October 20th of 2007, he walked into a bank wearing a hospital bandage around his head and his face and his arm, left arm to be specific, was in a sling. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, When he reached the teller, he handed her a note and the note basically just said i have a gun under this sling give me two thousand dollars two thousand two thousand and the teller complied gave him everything that was in her drawers but it wasn't a full two thousand it was like just over one thousand dollars because they don't just have thousands of dollars in their drawer um the so he gives it to the teller gives it to him and then he just like turns around calmly walks out of the bank gets in his car drives home and basically just sat there waiting to be uh 
have the police just show up at his house because he figured somebody would have seen the car and mm-hmm. i don't know if it was just like i have nothing else to lose let's see if this works um and but, it worked yeah nobody came <laughs> he never d- good for you they, good right? for you so after this when that worked he was like all right did it again <laughs> this is what i'm gonna do oh fucking no so he began dressing up in outfits, uh, most of which included a ridiculous, like obviously fake beard, hence <laughs> the fake beard bandit. I'm going to start robbing banks wearing a fake beard. <laughs> um, he had hit like a dozen or so banks around the area and got, had stolen like 30000 ish dollars. Okay, quit. And still just hasn't stop. been caught. Pay off half your debt move on with your life. Don't ever talk about it. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) Right. So Brett like eluded the authorities because he had never been in the system before. So they didn't have his fingerprints. They didn't like, if he just covered up his license plate, it was like, Oh, it's just a normal vehicle. Oh, it's just this guy covered in a, cause he would like from the pictures I could see, he would like, I think it was like hosiery and then put the fake beard on. So he didn't even look like he had like a face. Um, it was just, it was really it's a weird. baseball hat. Yeah. And like a baseball hat or like, it was a little bit different every time. It's like, he kind of switched it up. Got um, the, got, he played dress up with it. Yeah, basically <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to, this is going to be my creative outlet. Uh, <laughs> so the police with that, not being able to connect him to anything, um, they kind of just started hanging out around the banks, hoping maybe he would try to strike again. And he did. Uh, okay. it, don't, don't, in the don't. summer of, right. In the summer of 2008, he was arrested. Uh, when he went to trial, a lot of people wrote letters in saying that, you know, he's a really good guy. He's just down on his luck. Like he, you know, don't be too harsh on him. Right. They're just like, it. don't be too harsh on him. He's just in a tough spot right now. And, you know, mental health, whatever, all that stuff. Right. And including like where he volunteered, his friends, his family, everybody like wrote in and came as character witnesses and whatever saying, you know, he's, just a good guy that's having a bad time and mm-hmm. you know whatever and brett at the trial also seemed very remorseful and kind of explained you know i had all this debt i just you broke up with a girlfriend and everything just kind of felt like it was falling apart in my life and i didn't you know i'm sorry i take full responsibility blah blah, blah. give me whatever you give me right so with all that the judge sentenced him to a little under four years, which is pretty light for the amount of thievery and then like threatening with a weapon. Oh yeah. You know, know, that he did, um, because he was just like, you know, maybe it's just a tough situation. Like don't get too crazy. Right. So a little under four years, he was sentenced to, and he only served under two years of that sentence because good behavior. Um, and he was granted parole, which in some things that I read, it said that his parole at first was just daytime parole. Mm-hmm. Like he would be able to go out and work or whatever, but he had to report back to the um, jail in order to stay on parole uh, at night to go computer? to sleep. 
No. Oh, mine over this big guy over here restarted. I was like, the fuck was that? I was like, no. <laughs> Um, but I couldn't find any like specifics on that. And I didn't think it was that important. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he was granted parole and with this, when he was allowed to leave, he moved back in with his parents because he had to get himself back on his feet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, with his criminal background, he found it was even harder to get work, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you were stealing money, dude. Right. That's like one of the bigger things that people look at and they're like, mm, you have to deal with money at this job. I'm probably not going to be okay with that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so with his background, he was finding it very difficult to find work and he ended up declaring bankruptcy because he had like no way of digging himself out at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with, I guess like, because it was a tight knit community, the rumor mill began And so they started talking shit about him and about his parents and whatever. And it just kind of came, became unbearable for any of them to live in that neighborhood. So they ended up moving to a different neighborhood also in Ontario. Okay. But not, I don't think Toronto, maybe Toronto. I don't know. Um, They just said another neighborhood. Uh, So they moved. And at that point, he kind of was just like, you know what? I'm going to get this figured out. I'm going to, you know, start fresh. It's a new start, whatever. And he put in like dozens of applications to different jobs. And the only one that he got hired at was like a low paying retail job. Um, I'm assuming that it was at something like, like a Walmart or mm-hmm. a, you know, just as a clerk or stalker. And it seems like he took this job really seriously. Like he worked long hours. He kind of picked up shifts. He was trying to do what he could to make more money and maybe move up and make mm-hmm. better money. Um, and his parents saw this and decided to help him out with money that he needed to re-enroll into college and retake those, what he needed to, to get his degree. So his parents just seemed very supportive and very like, got his back you know like they see what he's doing that he's trying and so they want to also help um so they offer to do that and so he goes back to finish his degree in biophysics uh while he's at school he meets Kristen uh she was successful owned her own house already and was basically just winning at life like she worked her ass off and was very successful at her like young age uh, they fell in love hardcore. <laughs> it's like a love story. Uh, she knew all about his past and his criminal history. And she was like, you know, that's all right. I still love you. And it's, you know, it's in the past and you're obviously working towards becoming a better person. And within a few years, uh, he moved in with Kristen into her house. Okay. Uh, about a year after he had moved in, Brett's father passed away. Uh, Brett began regularly visiting his mom to help her around the house and to uh, like do chores for her and to just make sure she's okay. And she even started like giving him money for the things he was doing around the house because he was spending like a good portion of his time there, which was helpful now that he was going to college and was kind of a broke college student. Um, About a year after his father's passing, Brett and Kristen got engaged. I feel like the other shoe is going to drop on this story. It might. Okay. 
at the same time, Brett was becoming overwhelmed with school and all of the other responsibilities that came with it. And he dropped out of school. And decided to rob a bank. Well, in the spring of 2016, he did catch a break. Okay. He dropped out of school, but he was offered a job at a tech firm in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, on paper, he shouldn't have gotten it. From what I read, it was kind of like, all right, we'll give you a chance. Yeah, we'll give you, you know, we want to root for you. We'll give you a chance, whatever. Um, but he got it. Mm-hmm. And so he told his fiance and he told his family all of this, all of this stuff. And basically was just like, well, I graduated from school. So now I got this job so that he didn't have to say that he dropped out of school. Oh, Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of those. One of those. Uh so about a week after he had gotten this job and he told everybody the news and whatever, um, the offer was rescinded because they found out about his criminal history, which he apparently didn't divulge during the like hiring process. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> rock and hard place, you know. Uh, so now his whole like puzzle of like I graduated so I got this job and whatever is falling apart and he didn't know what to do like we robbed a bank (laughs) so (laughs) am I right I'm right aren't I (laughs) oh I don't know (laughs) Uh, so he did what he had been doing he just basically lied he pretended he was getting up and going to work and staying at work and then coming home. Um, at first he, it didn't seem to, not that it didn't seem to bother him, but he was able to act very like normally. There was no weird things happening. Um, but then he began to worry about how his fiance get out of here. (laughs) He just held up a sign that said, he robbed a bank. (laughs) Uh, so he was getting concerned at how his fiance would react to the fact that he doesn't have an income because they were supposed to get married in a couple weeks and Probably not very well uh yeah considering you know it's all a fucking lie so he's concerned so he, he probably would she probably would have responded fine if he had just been like hey that job fell through but i'm gonna try and find another one well that's what i'm saying is like hey just be honest like it might be annoying but it's fine right figure it out but Um, lying about it is weird dudes hey don't do that right well so when he kind of had this realization he's like i gotta figure something out he confesses all this to his mom everything so his mom robbed a bank (laughs) that he dropped out that he lost his job that he was pretending to go to his job and he asked her to uh give him money so he could continue putting up a front not because he needed support to like try to tell Kristen. Oh. Uh, oh, and also please don't tell Kristen is what his basically his uh whole conversation was. Hey, just so you know I'm a big fat fucking liar. Give me money so I can keep fucking lying. Yeah, and guess what mom says? No. Nope. <laughs> Not only does she say no, she also says you got to tell Kristen or I'm going to tell Kristen. Or I'm going to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Get your shit together, you fucking loser. So, yeah, so she basically was just like, if you don't tell her by the time you guys are getting married, I'm going to tell her because she shouldn't marry you if you're going to be lying to her about all that, right? Oh, shit. I bet you he yeah. wasn't happy. Uh, and there it is. I wrote, and there it is. The snap. Oh, he snapped, huh? Did he, he kill decided, his mom? He decided he needed to get rid of his mom. Oh, no. You know, the woman that's been supporting him his entire life that he's kind of fucked up the entire time he's been an adult. What a fucking monster. Um, so, I don't know why I went French there, but. Well, I, didn't, I don't know. Because we're in Canada. French Canadian. <laughs> that's what it was. You're right. I knew it. It was Canada coming through me. <laughs> So with his record, he wasn't able to get a gun, but he could buy a crossbow. Holy shit. <laughs> so he ordered one. It's not funny, but I'm just like, a, a crossbow? That's what we went with? Yep. Good he job. ordered a crossbow. He watched some uh, YouTube university videos. Of course he did. How to use a crossbow. And he's started, smart. Right. And started like putting together his little plan. Oh, so, for fuck's sake. He went over to help his mom one day and he hid the crossbow and arrows on a shelf in the garage. Uh, then at his house, he created this like Rube Goldberg looking machine that basically had like a, had like a kitchen spoon and some other stuff that made Are it. Are you fucking kidding hit, me? Uh, he made it so it hit his computer pad and like pressing his phone buttons and shit to show that he had an alibi because he was at his house when he decided he was going to commit murder. He was smart enough to figure that out, but he couldn't figure out how to finish college and get a fucking job. Hey, buddy, I think maybe you need to just focus on the right things. It's weird. Because you sound like you're pretty smart. What a fucking a-hole. <laughs> I can't even. I know. You so, killed your mother. Do you know how hard labor is? She went through fucking hell for you. Girl, She he has three brothers, too. What a she fuck was, nugget! Not only did fuck she go nugget. through labor one time, she went through it four times. Not only did she go through labor four times, she had to raise four boys all at once. Oh. That woman is a saint. <laughs> you, you fuck nugget. So, August 25th, 2017. So we're relatively recent now. Brett woke up. He got ready for his imaginary job. <laughs> And at 7.30, as usual, both him and Kristen went to the driveway, kissed goodbye, and went to, quotation, work. Because she actually went to work, so I don't want to, like, full quotate. Quote she, it. like, actually fucking went to work? It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so this morning, though, <sighs> Brett came back to the house. Uh, he turned on his little alibi machine that he made. <laughs> Made sure that it was doing what he was trying to get it to do. Because I guess from one of the things that I read, it seems like he made it so it pressed enter as if so it would play like different YouTube videos and stuff. So that it wasn't just like turning it on and off or just like moving the mouse a little bit. It was actually so it was like, like doing a, an action. It was like a fucking, what a, what a fucking fuck. This is what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, after that, he went to his mom's house. And it was... It was 10 a.m. He arrived. His mom was sitting in the kitchen. And he asked her to reconsider giving him money and helping him out. 
Oh, no. She refused. She's still stuck with her. No, you need to tell Kristen or I need to tell Kristen. Someone needs to tell her because she doesn't deserve that, right? No, you're a fucking bum. Figure it out your goddamn self. Right? I'm over this. All right. Uh, The argument got pretty heated. Uh, So his mom called his older brother, Chris, to come and, like, calm him down and kind of diffuse the situation, right? Like, he seems to be the brother that can just he's he's that brother that can like okay relax like everybody pipe the fuck down right exactly so when this happened brett stormed into the garage and he attempted to grab the crossbow and arrows off of the shelf but his mother followed too close behind him so he didn't have a chance to load it up because they were just up there they weren't loaded and so instead of actually loading it, he just grabbed arrows and stabbed his mother and attacked her, stabbed her, ran her into a shelf. The shelf fell on top of her. She couldn't I'm sorry, move. What? And then he grabbed some nylon rope and strangled his mom until she was dead. Not even kidding. It, this escalated very quickly, sir. I know. No, that's where I was like, ha ha ha, fake beard bandit, that's funny. And then yeah. I read the story and I'm like, that's not funny. Excuse that's me. That's terrible. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> you can't just murder. You murdered your mom. It hurts my heart. No. I don't know, like, I would never murder Linda. I threaten it on occasion, but I would never do it. <laughs> I'd never actually do it. <laughs> so he knew that chris his brother was gonna be there soon so he just sat in the garage behind the door and just waited and loaded the crossbow uh yeah so chris pulls into the door okay got that (laughs) all of a sudden my tongue just went just to be clear amanda has no medical excuse for not being able to talk my excuse is that i'm out of practice i don't know but Anywho, anyway, Chris pulled into the driveway and started yelling for his mom and Brett, like trying to figure out where they are and nobody was responding. So he started looking around the house and eventually got to the garage door, which was partially ajar. Uh, he walks in and as soon as he walks in, Brett stands up, like silently stands up, holds up That's the so crossbow creepy. and shoots him directly in the back of his neck, killing <gasps> him instantly instantly like right in that like spine yeah the root right behind your your head the root don't see right there right in the hit you right in the lunk right in the lunk head Mm -hmm. so this killed him like instantly and once he died um oh i forgot i totally skipped a whole paragraph so after he killed his mother he like got the shelf off of her and then pulled her over to the side of the garage and that's when he was hiding behind the door, like where his mother was. So it wasn't suspicious when he walked in. Okay. Um, and then after he killed Chris, he brought Chris over and piled him over with his mom and then started putting a tarp on top of the two of them. Uh, and at that moment, Brett heard another car pull in. <gasps> it was his younger brother, AJ. Oh no, Chris called AJ. Must I don't know what happened. Nobody really knows what happened because he must have he must have been like, "Hey AJ, our brother's an asshole. Can you come over and help me?" 
right? Shit's going down. I just need a little support. Um, so oh, AJ, no. yeah. So he hears AJ coming in. Brett again grabs arrows because he's like, I gotta just take care of shit. Runs outside as AJ's getting out of his car and starts stabbing him in the neck with the arrow. Uh, Why wouldn't you wait until they get inside? I don't know. I don't know if he was just like panicking and because he wasn't, he was planning to kill his mom, not all his brothers. Yeah. You know? Uh, The way you said that was very, I'm sorry. He's planning to kill his mom, not all his brothers. Like this shit's getting real. Uh, So apparently there was the other brother who had been sleeping upstairs (gasps) and heard through the window. At mom's house? Yeah, heard through the window that AJ and Brett fighting. So their other brother's name is Lee, and he heard through the window. So he got up and he looked out the window because he's like, what the fuck is going on? Sees them fighting, runs downstairs, walks outside, gets to like the doorway. And when he gets to the doorway, he can see that AJ is laying motionless on the ground and uh, Brett is standing there holding the arrow. And as soon as Brett sees him, he just like, shoots like a bullet at him and so obviously lee turns around to go run away and he's like in the doorway still so he like turns and he books it into the house and brett he doesn't get very far until brett like tackles him to the ground and they start fighting um he's holding this arrow trying to stab him trying to get at him and somehow at some point after like he has multiple big gashes on him lee does Mm -hmm. but he gets brett like throws him off and runs out of the house once he gets out of the house i'm not even looking at my notes now once he gets out of the house aj who was not dead yet had crawled all the way to the end of the driveway somehow flagged down a neighbor the neighbor called 911 and lee like goes to check on him and be with him brett kind of just like well, I guess this is over. Goes to the fucking fridge, gets a bottle of water, leaves the door open, walks to the deck, sits down, and drinks his water and just waits for the police to come. What the fuck? I don't... Holy shit. His brain must have just, like, snapped. That's weird. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know, man, but after this... um. AJ ended up dying like before they could even help him he like died there but they sorry had like a bubble in my throat uh they went to arrest Brett and that's when he told them that he probably could have saved AJ by calling for help um but he didn't and he also said oh and the others are dead in the garage crossbow to the head (gasps) Which, first of all, yeah, it was to the neck and also, uh, like, stabbing to the body. Uh, so not crossbow to the head, but that's what he said. Um, in court, again, he seemed really remorseful. Pled gu- guilty to all of his charges, the three murder counts and the attempted murder count. Um, he was sentenced to three consecutive life terms for the three murders. And that was it. That's, I mean, that's kind of just like the, the end of the story. Can you imagine being Lee, the one that survived? So he didn't rob another bank? <laughs> no, no. As so you're saying that, I'm like, I can't say no, but I also can't say yes, because I'd be lying. So I just, <laughs> 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 yeah, 
yeah, no, I was like, oh, this will be a nice lighthearted one. And then just kidding. It's terrible. So his other name was like the crossbow killer or something like that. So I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't bury the lead, you know, you gotta, that was good. I mean, not good, but you know what I mean? Interesting. That was an interesting story. I was pretty jazzed about it before. You haven't? No. No? I just saw a little tiny blurb of it on some, like, compilation of, like, strange crimes on YouTube. And I was like, interesting, like, a fake bearded bandit. <laughs> didn't just watch the whole thing. because old family. Yeah. I, well, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was like, well, I don't want to look at this. I want to actually do my own research. So I just mm-hmm. saw the thing, like, a little start of it where, oh, it's bread, you know, and they showed a picture of him and his little bandit thing. And I was mm-hmm. like yeah let's do that so I like turned it off and whatever and then I actually like research it and I'm like oh god oh god oh god buddy hey hey but yeah so poor Lee I feel terrible for Lee and then no it wasn't that one because I had also looked up like other ones where after this I was like "Mm, I wonder what who else has killed because of like hiding their secrets and stuff then I looked up other things but the what I was gonna say was for a different thing so that's for the future yeah well thanks for listening guys yeah oh hey I have a plethora of creepy daters oh yes 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 tell me after the crossbow to the head story yes hey should i i've been sending them to amanda because they're hilarious i've been trolling Mm -hmm. people first of all i've now started trolling creepers with um david rose memes from like schitt's creek (laughs) (laughs) so uh this one guy messaged me hey want to make out and i just sent him a gift from of david rose going very awkward and cringy Mm. Mm. very awkward and cringy um i've got what was the other one where's the other one where the guy got like butthurt about it oh he said you what are you always reply he's like what are you up to do you want to mess around a little and so i sent him one of david Rhodes going that's a hard pass and so he's like do you always reply with gif first of all he says giffies it's a gif <laughs> pretty annoying and i respond back have a blessed day another david rose gift <laughs> have a blessed day uh, oh it's great the worst um let I, me see some guy said what's up mommy don't call me mommy mommy i don't like that oh here's a good one. Oh, baby what's goody with your big juicy booty huh? <laughs> oh no wait i'm sorry oh baby what's goody with your big juicy booty ass booty ass booty ass booty ass that's weird i don't like that sorry um where's another i got a i got a couple of good ones the worst is that it's like those are opening lines it's not like somebody it's, being yeah. dumb after no, knowing how you they say hello um opening <sighs> line do you care for a sugar daddy to spoil you and also help you financially i mean <laughs> Don't don't think I didn't think about it, but I passed. (laughs) Hold on. What's the catch? (laughs) What's the catch here? I mean, I thought about it, but I ultimately passed. (laughs) (laughs) I like hesitated for a second and then I was like, I'm better not. (laughs) Then there's the guy who was hot and looked like Jesus, so I sent him a nun. (laughs) Fanning herself. Fanning herself. 
<laughs> and he was like, best opening gift I've ever received. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> you look like Jesus. Uh, have a blessed day. <laughs> have a blessed day. This is a weird, okay, so this is, I mean, it's not, it's just, sometimes I get these messages and I'm like, you're a creeper. This makes me uncomfortable just reading your message. And it's, when I glanced at your profile, my instinct pushed me to write to you. Your simplicity really amazed me. And I was motivated to send you a message to show my interest. I promise to romance, entertain, laugh, cherish, and respect you. I was raised to treat pig people with dignity and compassion. Period. That's okay. it. <laughs> so this... And my opening, opening, my opening was this gif. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> I just, okay. That whole opening made me think of the empty vase. Yes. Poem. Yes. Where it's like, I don't know if you're complimenting me or not, but also you're using a lot of words to say a very simple thing. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say to that. Also, some guy just said, you need money. There was no period or question mark, so I don't know if it was a question or a statement. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yes. yes. <laughs> you should just re- respond like, what you got, ho? <laughs> <laughs> what you got, ho? Um, this guy said, hey, it's your future ex-husband here. Do you have time to discuss the who gets custody of our dog after we divorce? <laughs> that one was funny. And that's pretty good. That's I was like, that good. was good. Hey, what's up? <laughs> but... Dude, and you know that some of them, like, straight up think about all that. Like, think about how they're going to respond or how they're going to say stuff because they want to be, like, either creative or stand out or something. But then at the same time, it's like, I also don't want someone to just go, hey. Hey, sorry, Nick texted me and I was like, as he was dropping mom up to the airport and he, it sounded like he had a problem. So I was like, what? But he it was dramatic. <laughs> um... Yeah, no. It's, it's I how about somewhere like in between where it's clearly a funny like you're yeah, trying like to the divorce like... one. That one I responded to cuz it was funny, made me laugh, good opening, caught my eye. I don't need a poem and I don't need you to tell me how big my ass is. I'm aware of it every time I bump it into something. <laughs> Never call anyone fluffy ever. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot tell you how many times I get the message fluffy. <laughs> What does that even fucking mean? <laughs> what? Excuse me? That's not a compliment. It's not a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I'm going to respond from now on. Not a compliment. Thank you. You're short and stout. It's not a compliment. compliment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. We'll eventually get merch when we both get our asses in gear and figure shit out. Yeah, it turns out we uh, were on communicate. A, no, we were both thinking the other one was doing something and waiting for the other one to say, hey, we got this figured out, let's go. <laughs> yep, we were both just waiting for the other one to go, yep, let's start, when in actuality, <laughs> neither of us, us knew. knew. <laughs> so, we're working on it. <laughs> it's, it's in the process. We'll actually talk about it now. Not on the podcast. No. Do you want you want to hear about it right now? Hi guys. Hey, so. hey guys. No. I <laughs> no, don't want to no, hear stop. about it right now. So I hurt. We have. To, I was gonna say we have to record it for fuck's sake still because that's coming back and talking hurts. So okay, we're gonna close this up then. I love you guys.
sorry Bye, guys. you were gone for forever. Please come back and listen to yeah. us now. Thank you for being patient with our chaos. You the best. You the best. Bye. Bye-bye.